Scripture lesson this morning is in the book of Mark, chapter number 14. If you've got your Bibles, open them to Mark, chapter number 14. <clears throat> and we'll look at a few verses here and trust that the Lord will bless us as we stand before you for just a few minutes. Uh, would you stand with me if you found that scripture, Mark chapter number 14. We'll start reading with verse number 3 and read down through verse number 9. Mark chapter 14, verses 3 through 9. And being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, he said at meat, uh, as he said at meat, there uh, came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, uh, very precious, and she uh, broke the box and poured it on his head. And there were uh, some that had indignation within themselves and said, why was this, uh, this waste of the, uh, of the ointment made? Or it might have been sold for, uh, for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor. And they murmured against her. And Jesus said, let her alone. Why trouble ye her? For she hath wrought a good work on me. For you had the poor with you always, and whensoever you will, you can do them good. But me you have not always. She hath done what she could. She has come aforehand to anoint my body for the burying. Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, uh, this also that she hath done uh, shall be spoken of for a memorial of her. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your precious word and pray that you would add your blessings to the word of the Lord by anointing your servant to preach the message, Lord, that you would have us to, that these hearts might be blessed or here present today with us, and Lord, that your name would be honored and glorified, and that you would just minister to us in a very special way. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, and you can be seated. And I want to talk to you for a little while. Verse number 8, notice what Jesus said here about this woman. And he simply said that she has done what she could. Now I want to talk to you today on the subject of stewardship. Uh, this passage of scripture here that, I'm, that I just read took place about two days or something like that before Jesus was nailed to the old rugged cross. And he was in Bethany and Bethany was about a mile and a half from Jerusalem. And he was in the house of Simon the leper. And maybe this man had been cured of the leprosy by the Lord Jesus himself. And he was in his house uh, and, and they was uh, eating a meal. And during that time when they were eating a meal, this woman came with an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard. And sometimes that's just pronounced as nard. It come from a plant from India, I believe, and it was very expensive. In fact, what she used here to anoint the, uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the head of the Lord Jesus Christ was what would take you 300 days working at a regular wage at that particular time to buy this. The 300 pence that he's talking about. And the pence is about a day's, uh, about a, a day's page. So, uh, so 300 days wages uh, was uh, th uh, this ointment uh, that was poured on the Lord Jesus Christ. And there was some free will Baptists in the, in the congregation. And they murmured about what a waste. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know if the Methodists do like that either. You know, they, I don't know about that. But anyhow. But they, they grumbled about the waste. Says, why was this great waste? Now in another place when he's talking about this uh, uh, happening or, or one that's similar to this, uh, Judas Iscariot was one who had commented about this. And the Bible says that Judas didn't care anything about the poor, that he was a thief and he carried the money bag. He was the treasurer for the apostles evidently uh, during the, uh, their, their stay here on this earth. And so these people here, they murmured about uh, what uh, had been done. Said this could have been sold for a lot of money. And you could have fed some poor people with this. And Jesus says, you've got the poor people with you every day. They're not going to leave here. Back several years ago, and I don't even remember who was running for president at that particular time, is while I was working at Brunswick up at Murray, and uh, back in the, uh, the, the 60s, I guess it was, and, uh, and they had, uh, 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 the plank was uh, in two uh, different operations. One was the defense side and one was the commercial side. And I worked on the commercial side at that particular time. And I worked in the receiving department. And one receiving department was for one group and one for the other. And uh, we was on different sides of the hall. Used the same loading docks, everything got paid by the same company. Uh, but we, we were different. And the guy over on the other side, one of them worked over there. Uh, he was a wonderful fella. And uh, he, uh, it was getting up about uh, close to election time. And uh, he come in, and you know, people is always they talk in presidential election, and they always talking about what they're going to do and all the promises they make and all this kind of stuff. And uh, he come over uh, in our side, and I was working to something or other, and he says, Walter, he said, I want to tell you something. He says, you know, either whoever was running for president, one of those men, had made a statement. He says, either one of these men. Or the Bible is wrong, one or the other. I said, well, I believe I'll, I'll, I'll take my changes on the Bible being right. <laughs> I said, what are you talking about anyway? What do you mean anyway? He says, well, you know, it says the Bible says that the poor you'll have with you always. And this man that's running for president says that the poor has got to go. Everybody's going to get rich if I'm elected. <laughs> Well, he's done elected and served out his term, and people, uh, poor people are still around, and I still uh, stake my, my, my reputation and my life on the Bible being right. I'll tell you. So these people said, why wasn't this sold for a big amount of money and bought food and give to the poor? The Lord says you can do for the poor anytime. There are certain times, I remember this preacher was talking one time about coming through New York on a train. And he says as he was riding on this train uh, that you could see the steeples of the churches sticking up high in the air, some of them big tall, and said you could see them. And this fellow that was uh, riding along with him and, and he was uh, uh, sitting in the same seat and he was talking about, he says, look at those buildings, look at those buildings, those churchy buildings, how big they are. And says they, they're, uh, he says a lot of money, a lot of money spent in building uh, those buildings. Said they could have made better use of that money. They could better, better use of that money. And this man says, well, he says, you know, we've seen some expensive buildings uh, as we've uh, ridden along uh, down the track today. Uh, but he says, that's not the most expensive build, uh, church building that I ever read about. Uh, he says, I can remember one that had so much gold in it, uh, you couldn't even count it. He said, where did you get any device like that? He said, out of the Bible, the temple. The temple was a place where they come to worship the Lord. Uh, what we give to God is not wasted. 
Hey, uh, and, and we give to God and, and we honor him. So the Lord uh, rebuked these people and says, let her alone. Uh, she's done a good thing. He, she, he said, everywhere that this gospel is preached, what this woman has done is going to be told about her. Everywhere that's been preached. And so he said down here in verse number, one, uh, verse number eight, rather, that she has done what she could. When we think about stewardship, it's just a simple fact of us doing what we can. That's a simple fact of it. Stewardship. The word steward is talking about one who manages another's property, finances, or other affairs. And stewardship is just doing the work of a steward. And we are all stewards to God. The Lord has left us down here on this earth. Jesus is up in heaven at the right hand of the Father, but he's left you and me in this world to carry on the work of God. And if we don't carry on the work of God, it's not going to be carried on. And folks, I believe that it's about wound up. I read in a, in a paper the other day that there's five nations now that have recognized gay marriages. The last one to, to join them was uh, uh, a part of Africa that uh, is in the process of getting the work done now. And a lot of our decisions in the United States that's made by the Supreme Court, if you notice over the years that they've gone back and they've looked at other countries and they've seen what they've done in that country and a lot of decisions is made. We're living in a scary time, folks. We're living in a scary time. Uh, it's, uh, it, it, but, but, but that's the day that we're in. That's the day that we're in. And I remember that down in Sodom and Gomorrah, that when, and you remember that Jesus says, as it was in the day of Sodom, so shall it be also in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. The very day that Lot left out of the city of Gomorrah, uh, the, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, it rained fire from brim, brim, and brimstone from heaven and destroyed those people. And, and folks, the, the Lord's going to come. I, I heard somebody years ago make this statement. If God don't soon come back, he's going to have to apologize to some folks like Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, they, I mean, he destroyed them for the wickedness uh, that was in that city. And it's a sad time that we're in. It's a sad time. It's a sad time. And Christian people need to do the work. They need to do the work that needs to be done. We're responsible to get the word out. We're responsible to tell people about God and the, thing, and, and, and the Lord's uh, plan of salvation. So it's important that we are good stewards of what the Lord has given us here in this world. And I, I think to be uh, good stewards of the Lord, that we need to be good stewards of the money, the financial means that God has blessed us with. And, and we ought to think about giving as not a burden, but a blessing. Folks said, boy, I tell you, my taxes are trouble. I said, I wish I'd had to pay $100,000 taxes this year. <laughs> you say, preacher, are you crazy? Probably. <laughs> but uh, if, I, hey, if I had to pay $100,000 taxes this year, I'd sure have a lot more money than what I've got. <laughs> uh, uh, people that pay big amounts of taxes are blessed. 
with getting these things. I don't agree with the way that our tax money is spent altogether sometimes, uh, but that's another, that's another story that's not included in this. Uh, uh, when we think about giving uh, a tithe, and I believe the Bible teaches us that the tithe belongs to God. A tithe is 10%. Uh, that a tenth that's that's what the word tithe is and that's just given of our money and I think that we need to do that Paul says on the first day of the week we worship the Lord on the first day of the week this is Sunday and that, and it's the day that the Lord raised from the dead we don't worship on the Sabbath uh, we worship on the on, on the first day of the week and Paul says on the first first day of the week let him lay by him and store what God has blessed him with and that's what we do we give of what we're blessed with. You say, well, preacher, I don't make much. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. God is just saying you do what you can. You do what you can. I'd rather work, and I've had a lot more success since, uh, since I learned what the Lord wanted me to do is to get by on the 90% that I keep and give that 10% to God than trying to manage it all by myself. You say, preacher, are you, are, you, are you still thinking? Well, I may still be on the crazy wagon, but that, that's, that's the book. The Bible tells us that if we give to the Lord, we're going to be blessed. If we rob God, we're going to be cursed. There may be people today sitting right here in this congregation that's suffering hard times because of your giving or, or the lack thereof. I don't know how God chooses. I, I'm just... I'm just up here to tell you what the book says, uh, that we're, that belongs to God. And that's the money part. We give that. What we give over that is an offering, is an offering. Uh, I, you know, I, uh, I go out sometimes and, and uh, buy things for the church, and sometimes I put it down on the book and turn it into Carolyn, and sometimes I don't. Uh, you know, I, uh, I'm scatterbrained. If I don't do it right then, I probably don't do it at all. Uh, but uh, but, I, but I, I'm scatterbrained. But we give to the Lord. We give to Him. But that belongs to God. And we ought to, we ought to be glad to give that to the Lord. We ought to be glad to give that to the Lord. I learned a long time ago that there was people who wanted to give uh, to God and to His, uh, to his uh, servant. And I found out that if I didn't take what they gave me, it hurt them. And, uh, and sometimes I couldn't hardly stand to take it. But, but the Lord showed me a long time ago that they want to give that. They want to give that. And you can find a way, there will be a way come up that you can give it back to them. Uh, give it back to them, you see. And, 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 uh, but, uh, uh, but, but we give and that belongs to God. It belongs to the Lord. But we, and the tithe is to come off the top. You remember uh, the story of Elijah and, uh, and the widow at Zarephath? Elijah had told Ahab it was going to be a long drought. He went out and, and lived by the brook, and the brook dried up, and he ate the food that the ravens brought him, and, he, he, he went down, and God sent him down to Zarephath uh, to a widow woman. All the people that lived there sent him to this widow woman, said, I've spoken to her, and she's going to feed you till the drought is over. She's going to take care of you until the drought uh, is over. And he went down and found this woman gathering some uh, wood to, uh, to go in and build a fire, and he, and he told her, he said, I'd like to have a drink of water. 
She started out to get him a drink, and he said, I hadn't eaten today either. Would you make me some bread? Fix me a little bit of bread and bring it to me with my water. And she says, as the Lord lives, there's just a little, there's a handful of meal in the barrel and a little bit of oil in the cruise, and that's all I've got. And I'm out here gathering up some sticks, and I'm going to take this in the house, and I'm going to bake that bread for me and my son, and, I'm, and, and then we're going to die. There's no food in the land. There's none anywhere. And we're going to die. That's all I've got. And Elijah said, it'll be all right. I promise you, it'll be all right. But he says, make me a little cake first. You say, preacher, he was awful hard on her. No, he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't hard on her at all. He says, just make me a big a, a little cake first and bring it to me. That's all I need. I don't need much. I, I've not had to work too hard lately, and, and, uh, and, and, and I'm getting along pretty good, but just do that first. And she did. And she went back the next day and got meal out of that same barrel, oil out of that same cruise. She went back the next day and the next day and the next day. It never run out. Never run out, you see. That's what God is saying. It's not a burden to give to the Lord what belongs to him. It's a blessing. When you keep it, it's robbery. That's what Malachi said. That's what he said. But we give that. We give that to the Lord. Elijah did that. And you remember also... Uh, that Jesus was talking to this man that uh, decided that he wanted to follow the Lord. And, and he said, Lord, uh, suffer me to first go and bury my father, and then I'll come and, and follow you. Now, that doesn't mean that his dad had died. But it meant that he had to, wanted to go back and take care of his dad until his dad passed on, which is an honorable thing. And then he would come and follow the Lord. And the Lord says you let the dead bury their dead. Let them folks back home that's going to stay at home. If you're going to follow me, then you need to follow me. Let them take care of that. You, 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 you just follow me and it'll be all right. That's what we do. And what he's saying is we put the Lord first. And when we put God first in life, he'll never let us down. He'll never let us down. So steward, being good stewards of the Lord's money is so very important. But money is just a part of it. Uh, I've often told you about the story of, uh, uh, of Miss Duncan, Rosa Duncan, that uh, uh, went to church here at Shiloh. She was coming to church when I started pastoring here and came here till uh, she had to move away. And, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, but uh, but Miss Duncan didn't have uh, very much. I happened to know at that particular time how much she was drawing, and I believe it was a hundred and seventy dollars or a hundred and seventy some dollars a month that's what she was drawing i was trying to get her a place help to get her a place downtown i needed to know how much she was drawing so i could give the information to the guy and i called him and talked to him and and, and he told me he said we'll be glad to give her a place but we don't have one now and she got another place uh, to to go to and, and but she was drawing a hundred and seventy dollars a month and I remember one time when we was over in the old church that I preached on stewardship one Sunday and uh, came in that next week from work uh, one afternoon and Madge said, Miss Duncan has called and wants me to come, me and you to come up and see her. And I said, okay, we'll go up. And she said, I feel like we need to go on. I don't know what it is that's bothering her, but says uh, we ought to go on uh, anyway. And uh, I said, okay. And we talked about going up there, what she would want to be talking to both of us about, you know, but never, we never got that figured out, you know. And I got up there, and what Miss Duncan wanted to talk to me about was if, I was if she was given what she was supposed to to the church. 
Uh, that's what she wanted to talk to me about. I don't guess Miss Duncan ever lived in a house that belonged to her. I don't know if she ever had a regular job. I never knew of her having a regular job. But she wanted to give the Lord his part. And God took care of her. She moved up next to Saltville and had to put her in the nursing home. And she stayed in the nursing home for months and months up at Chilhowee before she passed away. They always took good care of her. Every time I'd go by and see Miss Duncan in the nursing home, they always took real good care of her. But when she died and was buried, See, in Oakley, sent a check to the church for less than $100. And wrote a letter and sent the letter to me. And he said, Walter, he says the family decided that after Miss Duncan died and after got all of her bills paid up, everything that she owes, she's even with the world, that this was the amount of money that was left. And said they decided that Miss Duncan would want her church have that money now here was a woman that raised her son by herself I couldn't manage on $170 a month back then I couldn't manage on $170 a month but she did she did you say preacher how do you explain it the Lord that's exactly what it was the Lord he took care of her kept her healthy uh, through all, all those years, you know, and, and got, the Lord, hey, the Lord won't let us down. And you see, there are certain things that we need to do in order to promote the kingdom of God and get the work done. But the money is just part of it. Just a part of it. Stewardship goes far beyond the money. And this woman was doing what she could. That's all she had to give to the Lord probably the most expensive and most precious thing that she had and she just poured that oil on the Lord's head. Uh, what an honorable thing to do. You think God ever, ever forgot about her? I don't think so. Those people criticized her but Jesus said let her alone. Let her alone. One of the greatest assets that we have is our time. Several years ago, I read this story of a boy that grew up in a home that they were wealthy people and had everything they wanted. The dad had done real well in life, and he gave this boy a lot of expensive gifts, lots of things that he gave him. But he was always busy, always busy. He had to go out and work and had to go out and, and do various things. Didn't have much time to spend with his son. He loved him dearly. But he showered him with expensive gifts. And one year at Christmas time, he left a card under the Christmas tree for his boy. And he was 10, 11, 12 years old at this particular time. He left a card under the Christmas tree for his boy and gave him some gifts, you know. But this card, he just left with his name on it. And he was watching that boy when he was opening his gifts, and he opened that card and all the other gifts that he had, and he opened that card, and he read that card. His dad had written a note on there. And uh, 
the boy read that note and he throwed it down and run and grabbed his dad around the neck and said, Dad, this is the best gift that you ever give me in my life. This is tops. This is the best. And what his dad had said, he said, Son, I haven't spent much time with you as you've grown up. But says, starting this, this week, on whatever day it might have been, Thursday afternoon or whatever day it was, he says, that afternoon is going to be mine and yours. We're going to spend it together. Time is one of the greatest assets that we've got. A lot of folks are in the nursing home and they're sad people in the nursing home. And they look after their needs pretty much. But you go out there and they'll talk your leg off. They're lonely. Time. That has to be done in time. That can't be done in something else. You pay the doctor to look after them. You pay the nurses. You pay the workers there at the nursing home to look after them. But that's all they could do. That's all they can do. They don't have the time, you know, to sit down and listen to the stories that they want to tell about their grandchildren that they never get to see anymore. And a lot of these other things, time, time is so important. There's folks down the street that needs to hear about the Lord. And if you and I don't go and tell them, nobody may tell them at all, and they'll be lost for eternity. Time is a big asset. We can't store time up. All we've got is what we've got now. That's it. You can't store it up. I hear people say, when I retire, I'm going to do different. I've never seen one do different. I've never seen it in my life. And I say this with all respect. Uh, you, you, if you don't do it now, you won't do it then. God don't use lazy people anyway very much that I know anything about. I've never seen uh, in the scriptures or otherwise. You know, that, uh, uh, but, uh, but, uh, uh, but he expects us to do what we can. You can't, uh, you can't uh, uh, store up time, and you can't redeem wasted time. It's the, you, we just got today, and that's all. Yesterday's already gone. Tomorrow hasn't got here. Just got today. Today is the, uh, is, uh, is the day. So the, uh, we need to use our time wisely. And then God gives us talents and abilities and opportunities. And a lot of these things that happen. And, and uh, in the book of uh, Matthew, chapter number 25, in uh, uh, verses 14 through 30, it tells a story about a man uh, given to three servants uh, talents. And this uh, word talents here is talking about money, a certain amount of money. A talent in, uh, in uh, money and the way that they measured it and used it would be the biggest weight of money, like the biggest bill that we have in, in uh, our currency today. I don't know what that is. Uh, I see a dollar bill a lot. <laughs> uh, but the biggest bill, whatever it is, that's what the talent was, ever how much it weighed and what it uh, was valued at. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and by the way, it was a lot of money uh, back then. It was a lot of money. Uh, and, and, uh, and he gave to these, if you read in, in the Bible there, it says that he gave uh, to, uh, to them uh, 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 severally. Uh, is the word I believe that's used. And that word means several there, in that case means individual. As they, their ability is what he's talking about. One of them he gave five talents, one of them he gave two, and one of them he gave one. The one that had five traded and got five more. The one that had two traded and got uh, two more. The one that had one done nothing with it. Nothing. Just, 
He went out. I believe one of the writers said he dug a, uh, dug a uh, hole in the ground, wrapped it up in a napkin, put it in our cap rail, uh, got care of it. Uh, but when it come time to reckon with these men, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Lord of these men or the master of these men was very pleased with that one that gained five more. And he promoted him, put him up. And, that, and the next one had two, had the same kind of uh, blessing for him for the two. But the one that just had the one was making excuses. Said, I knew what kind of servant you are, or master you are. You gather where you haven't sown. And I was afraid, and I hid, your, I hid your money. Here it is, all safe and sound. The Lord says, you wicked and lazy, slothful is the word he used there, meant lazy servant. I done something like that, they call me a lazy bum. <laughs> and he says, take that away from him and give it to the one that's got ten. And take that unprofitable servant and cast him out. We're responsible to God. Whatever the Lord's given us, we're responsible for him to him in doing whatever he wants us to do. So let's use our talents our abilities, our opportunities. Wasted opportunities cannot be recalled. We may have another one, we may not, but that one is gone. So let's make sure that we're good stewards of the Lord's money, of the Lord's time, of the talents that he's given us. You say, but preacher, I can't do things like anybody else. It doesn't really matter whether you do it like somebody else or not. You do it like you can do it. That's the way that's important. That's what's important. It doesn't really matter, uh, you know, how, how you do things. Hey, I've, uh, I used to do a whole lot of building, and I've worked for a lot of good builders, and I've worked with some of the best and got some of the best training. I didn't learn too good, but it wasn't because I didn't have good folks uh, teaching me how to do it. But they didn't all do the same thing, to, uh, do things the same way, but when the house got done, you didn't know the difference. It's all finished, you see. Uh, you, there are certain things, principles you've got to follow yet. I never could find a way to put the roof on first. It would really have been nice. And that way you could work all in, in the dry all the time. I never could find a way to do that. But there's a lot of things that really doesn't make any difference. Really doesn't make any difference uh, whatsoever. Just uh, go on and, and get it done, you see. Uh, but uh, but uh, the, the thing that is important is that we get it done. Let's use our talent. Let's be good stewards. We're going to have to give an account to God for what we've done with our life, what we've done with the opportunities that God's given us, we're going to have to stand before him. Let's make good use of it for the Lord. First thing we give to God is we give him our life. We give him ourself. That's the first thing. The story's told about the Indian that wanted to get saved. All he had, he had his gun, had his dog. That's all he had. And he wanted to get saved. Didn't, didn't know how to get saved. So he built an altar. He'd heard about an altar. And he decided, he said, I, 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 and he, he looked around. And he said, boy, I don't, I don't know which one I could do without the, the most, my gun or my dog. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. So he decided, well, I guess I can do without my dog better. So he took his dog and he tied him up and laid him over on the altar. He said, Lord, here's, here's my dog. I'm giving you my dog. I want you to, I want you to, I want you to save me. Give me that peace in my heart. And it didn't do any good. Well, he took his dog off and he untied him and, and turned him loose. And he took his gun. He laid the gun over there. Lord, here's my gun. Here's my gun. I, what, what, what about that? 
And, no, and so he caught his dog and tied him again and put them both on the altar. And he didn't do any good either. Nothing happened. Still emptiness in his heart. And he said, Lord, all I've got left is just me. So he climbed up on the altar, and that's when it happened. God's looking for us. The Lord uses his children, his servants, his family to carry on his work. And we're responsible for what God would have us to do. If you're here today and you're not right with the Lord, I beg you to please give your heart to the Lord while you've got time. Give your heart to him while you've got time. Time is running away, and we never know. We never know when we're going to have to, uh, to leave this world. But time is running out. We need to make sure. And if you've not been doing something that you ought to be doing, you need to make that decision today. Lord, I'm going to be a better steward of whatever, you, whatever need that there is in your life, of whatever God speaks to you. I just preach the message and just leave it to you, and you can do with it whatever you want to. I remember Luke telling me about some friends he had when he was in school. And they were good baseball players, but they didn't get their lessons too well. And Luke didn't play baseball. I, I believe he said he never did go watch him play baseball, but he said he would help them with their lessons. And I remember Luke telling me that I guess it was the year that they graduated, that he had his lesson fixed. And, he's, uh, and he, he, he said, I, uh, Dad, he said, I just made a copy and gave it to the, uh, two or three of the boys ever had many. He was helping uh, with their lessons. He's trying to help them get through, uh, get through, uh, through college. And, uh, and he says, uh, he says, uh, uh, he said, boys, he said, I don't know what kind of grades you want on your, on your uh, paper, but he says, I got to have an A on mine. So he says, I'm giving you a copy and you do with it whatever you want to. And that's what God is saying. He says, I'd like to have you as a real good servant. I'd like to have you as a faithful servant. And I've got, to, uh, and, and you're going to have to give an account, but I'm just giving it to you and you use it in the way that you can. She did what she could do. And that's what God asks for us. God don't ask me to do things I can't do. Sometimes God asks me to do things I don't want to do, but he doesn't ask me to do things I can't do. Never has asked me that. When he called me to preach, I said, Lord, you've got the wrong stature. Paul is a preacher. That didn't change the Lord's mind. Paul didn't know anything about it. But God has given us opportunities. Let's make good use of it. We're going to have to stand before him and give an account in that day. Have you been good stewards? If you're not, start out today being a good steward of the Lord's work that he's put at your hands. Brother Omer, would you come and lead us in an invitation song, please? Would you bow your heads, please? As we have just a moment of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we pray that you'd speak to hearts at the time of this invitation. And Lord, you know all the things that's going on in the hearts and minds of these who are here present today. Lord, there's a lot of chaos, a lot of disappointments, a lot of heartaches in the world. And sometimes, Lord, we bring these things on by letting things go undone that should be done in our lives. And Lord, help us. We're responsible to you. We're responsible to what you give to us, Lord, to look after it in the right way, whether it be our family, a job, uh, a, a position, whatever it might be, Lord, that we're responsible for this. And God, if we don't do it, 
it may not get done. And if it don't get done, Lord, help us. I pray that you'd speak to every heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you stand as we sing together?